Now, Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Thank you very much, Mr. Announcer Man. Indeed it is. The two guys at a mic show here on the TalkZone.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Beautiful Tuesday here in the fine city of Chicago. The big dog going solo yesterday. I want to thank him for carrying the show. The coach, that's me, back in the studio working with the dog today. We'll talk sports and more. we got the NBA playoffs, suspensions, injuries, last-second shots, all kinds of Soap opera type stuff happening in, what are we, two games? About three days into the NBA playoffs. This keeps up pretty, could be pretty good stuff by the uh, time we finish. NHL playoffs, we got a little baseball, round them up and wrap them up. Cubs lose again yesterday and more coming at you. We'll jump off the sports page as well. Dog and a coach with you right up until 11 o'clock. A little bit of music and then we will kick this puppy off. very much david olson producer extraordinaire on the other side of the glass david was there a lot of uh derrick rowe i don't want to rehash too much discussion from yesterday but uh as we wait for the big dog to join us here was there a lot of derrick rose discussion or if so what was the uh, what was the general sentiment uh there was some derrick rose talk yesterday yeah, of course, there had to be some Derrick Rose talk, but uh, general sentiment was injuries happen. We hope for the best with the Bulls, but we're not too hopeful. Not too hopeful for Derrick Rose recovering or for the Bulls this year? No, no, no. We, we, Derrick Rose is going to make a full recovery. Well, I, I mean, he, I mean, he's young, and this is a very common injury. It really is. It you know, it, it, if it happened twenty years ago, you might want to doubt, but mm-hmm. he'll come back at ninety eight percent. He can come back at 98%. 98%. All right, we'll see. I saw an article in the uh, paperwork. Gail Sayers, who had one of the most famous ACL injuries in Chicago history, the superstar running back of the Bears, uh, has never met Derrick Rose. Never met Derrick Rose, but he said after the uh, surgery, and I think he's going to have the surgery in a couple of weeks, he plans on visiting Derrick at the hospital, give him a little inspiration. You remember back when Gail Sayers, which, again, pre- previously was the most famous ACL injury, um, back then, they didn't even have the term ACL. I mean, it was a knee injury, but there was they did they didn't call it in ACL. And obviously, the technology for improvement uh, is significantly significantly better. But that was kind of neat. Gallup and Gale connecting with Derrick Rose. Bulls do a play game two against the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. Totally different story. Now the Bulls take on the role of the underdog, and we'll see how far they can go. Speaking of underdogs. A man uh, who's been called a myth, a legend, who's fought his way out of the tough streets of Aurora and Downers Grove to uh, succeed in the radio world, at least attempting to succeed. The ultimate radio underdog man himself, it is Joel Radwanski, my good partner, check it in, better known as the Big Dog. Dog, how are you? Uh, yeah, the, the street, the Downers Grove. That was a real rough high school period for me, Coach. Had to fight your way through them. I hope you don't mind me calling you an underdog because I use that in the nicest sense possible. But you fought through some adversity through your life. 
Yeah, everybody has to fight through adversity. Yep. So it's whether or not you do it or not. Yep. Now, uh, it, it all depends if I'm an underdog or not. It depends on what we're doing. Obviously, Sports Talk Radio is the underdog. Uh, but uh, let's not worry about all that. Maybe. Oh, boy. If you've seen our ratings, we are, uh, we're about one step ahead of the Charlotte Bobcat. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get us promoted. So I'm getting us some listeners on Twitter. So there's this one thing I'm, I'm on, on, on Facebook, the dugout. I try to post on there, but there's so many posts by people. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. did you see somebody had a single yesterday? So we end up getting buried like nine million things down there. When I'm like, hey, we can actually talk about this live right now. But instead, we get buried all the time. Kind of makes me mad. The, the trials and tribulations of the Twitter world. Big Doe, I want to thank you for uh, hosting the show yesterday, going solo. I was out and about. Actually, I wasn't out. I was more about. But uh, And quite frankly, it's better to be about than out. But I was uh, out. What the hell am I talking about here? And I heard you and uh, Pigskin Boy had a scintillating Chicago Bear NFL discussion. And then you had a another guest on yesterday. What was that about? Uh, Patrick Schmidt, he hosts. Uh, he does. He hosts. Right, he's been writing blogs in Chicago for a while, and uh, I guess for a long time because uh, I guess we we all need improvements on our on our uh, our websites. The best way that I can say, coach. So we're one of them. You and I. Okay. We need but website improvements. So that's what I'm going around. I'm trying to find people websites just like ours that uh-huh. need much improvement. Then I know that I can relate with them. Interesting. Okay, if they got right. of a website, I realize that they won't have anything to do with me. So he was a sports uh, blogger, I'm assuming on sports. Uh huh. And what did he did he have any advice for us? Oh, what? good stuff. Good stuff, Patrick Ashman. Yeah, he's uh, uh. No, I was I was just kidding around about that. I'm just like cause yesterday I got bombarded. One of my buddies making fun of our website. Two guys in the mic. I like our oh, website. Uh, well, yeah, he and his and his buddies don't, so that's the problem. You like it, and they don't. So that's uh, that's the one thing. The complaint I'm getting from the people out there in the street, Coach. Okay, and they're hollering. We need a better website. Well, uh, can we? <laughs> they're hollering. I'm sure that it's the first thing they wake up in the morning worried about the two guys at a mic website. Specificity is what it's all about, big dog. It's easy to criticize specifically what. Don't we they like, besides your picture, what don't they like? Oh, my, my picture's horrible on that, I think. Yeah, it's, it's not, not bad. Even a good I, find it, I find it interestingly attractive. Can we take a picture when my body fat's below, like, 15%? That'd be really <laughs> nice instead of above 50. <laughs> so that's always good. A little puffy. Every time I got a camera, it's like I got a, I got a steak sandwich and a burrito in my mouth at the same time. <laughs> and 10 cans of beer in me. <laughs> oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> so what, what's the specific complaint? Uh, well, no, I'm just kidding. It's just, uh, we just need a better website. All right, we'll talk off people air. Like, people yeah. want to check out the website. If people okay. want to check out the website and give us a call, if you think it you know, needs some work, to, you know, suggestions. Easy to criticize. Like we do yeah. in sports, Big Dog. I think we do a pretty good job. We're not your usual sports talk show where we just go negative, negative, criticize, criticize. We offer suggestions. We try to stay positive, and uh, we would look for the same thing from our listeners on our website. Two guys, Mike. Is that okay, right? basically, here's, here's the criticism. www.twoguysmike.com, yes. So, so, like, you're doing all this stuff. They're like, it hasn't been updated in four years. They're like, it's the same as, and he's like, the same exact page that was up four years ago. So he's like, so that's what, that's basically Okay, what that's fun. legitimate. That's yeah. legit. My coach's corner, which was a brilliant yeah, piece of writing. Severman, there's, there's more. It's like, it totally needs updates. Okay. Well, like, we'll... They're like, it's no longer 2003. <laughs> All right, if anybody wants to check in via the phone lines here, Big Dog and a Coach, maybe you're a webmeister out there, the webmaster, webmeister, you want to brew up a 
different concoction for us. We're more than willing to listen. 888-463-6748, 888-463-6748. We must put out a reminder that we do have limited funds. In fact, what well, we were going to name the show, Big Dog, we ended up naming it the Two Guys in a Mic Show, but limited funds was actually the second name we almost called this show. Coach, you'd be surprised. That's a much better name. It's not bad. Why did why didn't you why didn't you name that? Because two guys on a mic is not that good of a name. Really, but it's true because there's one guy on a phone and one guy on a mic and yep. then two people. Yep. So that's that's good. So that we got that going. So limited limited fun sports talk report. That's not bad actually. You know what? If we switch that name immediately, I think we'd be much better off. It's not bad. I don't. I, I really don't gonna, think Talks would mind. I don't, no one would even notice. I don't think. Yeah, we'd have to pay a little bit of money for a new website, new design. But the limited funds, sports, uh, lighthearted sports talk show. Uh, That's not bad. We got to keep that quiet because right now somebody's listening to the show and they just went and bought limitedfunds.com and we're gonna have to pay them <laughs> like a hundred bucks to get it to buy it from them. I'm not kidding. That's probably what happened. Uh, we got a lot to talk about off air, but let's talk on air. The show. Have we started the show, Dave. Are we on air? Yep. Dave said we are on air. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. The phone number triple eight four six three six seven four eight. Sports and more with the dog and the coach on the two guys at a mic show. Big dog. We do have game number two. I said before you. Joined us on the phone lines that we are what three days into the NBA playoffs and already suspensions, injuries, last second shots, upsets. Been quite an eventful first three days. No, uh, I'm going to be 100 percent honest with you. Yes, I, I, I totally am. I'm going to watch every single Bulls game of this hopefully victorious road to a great season for the Chicago Bulls. I I have really lost interest in the just every like every the way they are promoting the heat now and the nba the way it's been promoted on espn 45 minutes of the show is the nba oh what a surprise disney and and espn show all i mean like it's, it's funny that you said that coach i am making it an all-out effort to be nothing but hockey and chicago bulls the rest of the way the, the nba has like disgusted me and i'm thinking we're getting this shoved down our throat and what they did to this season and the fact that you're exactly right these guys right now, everybody's falling apart with injury. Guys are run ragged. And, you know, you talk about oh, basketball isn't that hard, blah, blah, blah. You should be able to play every day. We talk about that. But when these guys are under this much scrutiny, this much pressure, you do stupid stuff like punch, uh, punch out uh, glass stuff and need stitches and elbow guys in the head. We've never seen suspensions and people acting this crazy and this many injuries ever yeah. before, Coach. It's got to have something correlate, doesn't well, it? Everybody's talking about the injuries. I'm starting, maybe the suspensions and all these people acting stupid has something to do with it, too. No, no not going to buy that for a minute, and I will take a definitive issue with you, my friend. If you're going to blame the well, shortened season and the no, fact no, 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 that no they... Blame, no blame. No blame. You should be able to control yourself. Yes. I'm talking about... A relationship coach. Forget the no. No, I don't care what. No, you shouldn't elbow people in the head. It isn't okay to do it. I'm just talking about we've never seen anything like this, have we? Uh, people have not acted like this in the NBA in 25 years. Well, I think that that we've seen incidents. We've seen incidents like that. I think what you're talking about is so many weird instances happening in a, a such a shortened, compressed period of time. I would agree with that. Think about the last month of basketball. Yep. Uh, how many stupid things we've seen on court and off court from these athletes. It's like, yep. wow. Yeah, and then I, all the injuries, too. So, uh, Coach, there's got to be something. 
these guys just aren't used to playing this much basketball. And it's just, it's not just the basketball. Don't forget, you have the hour of pregame and postgame, and then the, the half hour pregame, postgame, and other, uh, oh yes, that's why, uh, I had caused the turnover. Mm-hmm. What Big oh, Dog is referring down. to, by the way, with the punch to the glasses, Amari Stoudemire last night, New York Knicks lose to the Miami Heat in the, uh, after the game, punched, uh, what was it in the locker Fire room? Extinguisher holder, the the, it, the little the, that little door in the wall that the glass door that you know where the yeah. he punched it. Okay, he's had a bad year, coach. His his brother died like two months. Ago. Yeah, I do remember that so, now. So that might know, for, I, I'll buy that as a reason a lot more than the sixty six game compressed schedule. Absolutely, is absolutely, he out? I agree with that. Out for the season, dog? Have we got a medical report from our medical oh, people? No, no, no. Stitches? Are you kidding me? NBA is a little different because of the whole blood rule, okay? Uh, but it's stitches. I remember oh. I, I got in a mountain biking accident, okay, and I ripped up the palm of my hand. I show up first day of football practice with stitches in, and I was like, Coach, don't worry, I'll be able to practice. He's like, damn right you're going to practice. You don't get hurt in Stitches are nothing. Anybody well, can play with them. all right. I had heard a few reports, and again, our medical people, and uh, the problem with our medical people is they're usually the ones that – Need medicine more than anybody else. But our medical people, I had heard, uh, possibly it was a broken hand. Oh, no, no. no. That's, that's, it's that. Okay. It was broken. Could you imagine that the first 57 minutes of the hour long sports center would be how are the Knicks going to cope with Amari's broken hand? Okay. So, no. So you got that. You got the Rajon Ronda with the Boston Celtics who were beaten by the Atlanta Hawk in game one. I he is suspended. What did he do to the official? I haven't seen because I told you I'm not watching basketball. I, you're going to have to explain this to me because I could care less well, right now. You know, people will argue whether it was there was a a uh, connection of the chest, a, ch- a mini inadvertent chest bump, if you will, unintentional, intentional. But he kind of lost it on a foul call. The call wasn't even on him. I think it was one of a, one of his teammates in a critical situation. But it was enough of a contact. The NBA said, Mr. Rondo. You will be sitting for game number two, my friend. Only a game he got for it. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. uh. When you start dealing with officials, though, you know that's that's. He should. He deserves more than a game. If he, I, well, I haven't seen it, so I don't know if it was mm-hmm. like accidental or whatever. But if it was anything intentional, it's ridiculous. You don't touch an official. Yep. I don't. Really, know. That's ridiculous. Okay. Anybody that's thinking, oh, that whatever officials deserve it, what they have some of the hardest jobs in sports. Mm-hmm. There's. There's what uh if if I do the, the math right there's about 400 guys that can make the NBA but there's only about 80 guys that are officials so it's probably a little harder and a lot more a pool of people that become officials it's actually a much more difficult job than actually playing yeah could, and, could you believe I just said that I do uh, you know a little bit of an initial shock but yeah and for the most part the NBA officials pretty damn good and yeah, they they all point. have to have a chip on their shoulder. They uh-huh. all have to have a little bit of edge to them, which you don't have to have in high school or college, but the NBA guys, they do, for the most part, they've got it, uh, they use it effectively. I, I, I think the officiating is pretty good. Yep. Uh, the umpiring in baseball so far this year has not been good, though. <laughs> uh, never mind, I'll, I'll get off mm-hmm. of that one. Mm-hmm. But the NBA official, you know, if you show a little bit of a sign of weakness, you know, they'll be all over you. So you, you yeah. have to put up that armor of, of, uh, strength and, you know, and take no crap. Otherwise the NBA players will, uh, you know, the, like sharks in the water, they'll find the weakest species and go after you. 888-463-6748 on a related NBA note, big dog. The Charlotte Bobcats have not renewed the interim coaching contract 
of Paul Silas. That was interim? Huh? He had an interim tag on him? Well, he wasn't the coach at the start of the year, so yeah, Michael put him in. I don't think he was the full-time. Well, that was the problem. Yeah, right. That was, if they would have removed the interim tag, that's, instead of firing him, they should have just removed the interim tag and made him the coach. That was the issue with the Bobcats all year. I didn't realize he was the interim coach the whole entire There season. it is, ladies and gentlemen, Joel Redwanski uncovering the tw- reason for one of the worst, maybe the worst season in NBA history. It was because the coach was interim, not official. Thank you for breaking that down, Joel. Coach, when if you go to basketball-reference.com, yep. anybody who's a sports nut, a, a, a stat junkie or anything, it's those are the best sites. Hockey reference, pro football reference, baseball reference is where I found it all out. But when you look at the Charlotte Bobcats, they're the worst team ever in the history of the NBA. Like, if you look at just sort of the 30th worst offense in terms of points and points allowed, and also efficiency, you know what I mean? It's, it's Every way you look at it statistically, Charlotte is the worst team that has ever played basketball this season. <laughs> despite Seriously. despite the brilliance of head coach uh, Paul Silas, huh? Paul Silas was a really, really good basketball coach 10 years ago. Yes. It's got to be the talent on the team. Yes. They traded for Tyson, uh, Tyrus Thomas to be like the centerpiece of their team, don't forget people. I don't know about that. He was, he was the best player on their team when they got no. him. No, he wasn't. Who was better than him? I don't know, but when they traded for him, Tyrus Thomas well, is not... they traded Gerald Wallace for him, Coach. They were going to build around him. That was Gerald Wallace was the only good basketball player they had. And they were like, Tyrus Thomas is being underused. He's a gem. And next thing you know, oh, Tyrus Thomas would rather uh, skip practice yeah. and uh, hang out at Burger King. Oh, what a surprise that he didn't pan out. I mean, they're bad, Coach. Uh, I don't think you're right that they expected him to come in to be the best player. But if they did, that was a – and I I always liked Tyrus Thomas. Uh, I enjoyed watching him play because he had that wow factor. There was a certain likability about the kid. But if you expected him to come in and be your best player, you were grossly, grossly mistaken. Well, you're probably right about that because uh, the reason why they moved Gerald Wallace for Tyrus Thomas, who was going to be their shot blocking – you know, uh, shoot and jump shot version of Tyson Chandler was because they had Adam Morrison. So you're right, Tyrus Thomas wasn't the best player. Adam Morrison was. You're exactly right, though. It's my fault. Uh, that was Michael Jordan's pick, Adam Morrison. Oh, Lord help us. But um, Paul Silas, big dude, I don't think you're young enough to remember him playing. But knowing you and the kind of basketball you appreciate, he would have been one of your favorite players. Say what you want as a coach, and I agree with you. Oh, a few years back, he was a heck of a coach, too. But yeah, wow, yeah, I, put... I'm not blaming him for this mess in Charlotte. But, I, but my point bit, is, you would have loved him as a player. He put the dark blue into blue collar. I mean, he was one of the best rebounders at 6'8 that you'd mm-hmm. ever want to see. You would have loved his style of play. So uh, he was like, uh, he's a little older than Wes Unseld, I think. But he similar. was like Wes Unseld, right? Very yeah, similar. Similar. Yeah. And he's not older than Wes. He's younger than Wes Unseld. Oh, he is? Okay. Yes. Yeah, but that's so, that's exactly the style of basketball he played. Sounds good. I mean, I, I, I really don't want to blame him, but it, it, mm-hmm. isn't it crazy, though? It, you know, it, it's always about people think, oh, running a basketball team's easy. You put together a 12-man roster. You look to have a couple other players that you might need, watch the NBA, get the good coach. Well, if you're not there every day, if you decide to go golfing, showing up at Cub and White Sox and Blackhawk games and – uh, go down to Puerto Rico with your girlfriend when you're, you know, 
guess what? Your team ends up sucking. Yeah, so maybe there, all those years when Jordan was like, you know, uh, organizations don't build championships, it was me, you put a couple players around me, that's all it was, then we had a coach that actually just let me be me. Well, all those years when uh, fat boy Jerry Cross was like, oh, it's this organization, and Jerry Reinsdorf said the same thing, maybe they were right. Could be. Yeah, I mean, think, think about, I don't think they're totally 100% right, because Jordan was the centerpiece, and no, it's Jordan. That's, I'm not trying to deflect any of the, of the greatness of him whatsoever as a basketball player, mm-hmm. but all the, there was always a battle. Remember organization or Jordan? Remember, that was always the battle. Yep. And, well, uh, I don't know, does this, does this have any bearing on what happened 20 years ago, Coach? Yeah, probably not. Okay. Probably not. For what it's worth, I always rooted for the organization over Michael Jordan. I know I was in the minority on that. Eight eight eight. Thank you very much. Triple eight four six three six seven four eight. Dial it up, big dog and a coach. Answer service. We'll get to Major League Baseball in just yeah. a momento. Big dog is uh, now our official NHL hockey expert. But real quick before we move on from the NBA, we do have game number two right here in the fine city of Chicago. Big dog. The Bulls all of a sudden in an underdog role. I'm surprised how many people think they can, oh, no problem. We'll, you know, we'll advance by Philadelphia and then we'll see who's next. No, 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 no. We might. But without Derrick Rose, it now becomes a battle. And I would say the two teams are even. I think it's going to be a, a heck of a series from this point on. I, I don't think they're even. The Bulls are still much superior to the, the Philadelphia 76ers, but it's going to be a heck of a battle because we don't know. How they're going to react, okay? Because I, I got to say something. I do believe that there's going to be this whole, hey, let's prove that we're not a one-man team. But you never know how a team's going to react when you lose a player with such a devastating injury. It's, it's when when you know that one of your best friends, your leader, and a guy that you really care about has to go through anywhere between six to eighteen months worth of ridiculous rehab, and and you don't know if he's ever going to be the same. We have to see what happens, Coach, tonight. And I do believe that they are going to come out firing and trying to prove that they are a great team. Mm-hmm. But it still has to be proven, Coach. And I'm with you. I'm really, I'm really intrigued to see what type of Chicago Bulls team. Yeah. Somebody and I would out. throw this dick caveat out there for you. Um, don't overemphasize. Don't put too much into what happens tonight. Because you could see a couple of scenarios. The more likely scenario is the Bulls so fired up. To mm-hmm. prove that they can do it without Derrick Rose, that they're going to play a phenomenal game. People are going to think, "Oh, easy win over Philadelphia. We're rolling now." You know, and and, and you know what? Over time, it's like when you bring the backup, you know, second baseman or the backup shortstop in. You know, he plays good for two, three, four, five games, but if you play him for an extended period of time, everybody reaches their um, their settling point, if you will. So don't overemphasize. The other part of it, big dog, is they might try so hard tonight that they clank every shot and they shoot for shoot and they get killed and people are going to think, oh, the Bulls have no chance. And, in fact, maybe they were just trying too hard. So my point is don't put too much emphasis in this single game tonight. I, I, I agree with you. And it's still uh, – but it's really, really, really big for the Sixers. If the Sixers really want to get back into this, this series, I think they have to win this game. Because I, I don't see them winning both games in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. If, if, yeah, you're talking, see, if you I... just want to get to the practical sense of – yeah. The series, but as a Bulls fan, what you're talking about, yeah, the, like how much credence you put into how the Bulls play today, I agree 100 percent with you because uh, 
All There's right. going to be a lot of adrenaline today, Coach. A lot. All right. Well, I'm not going to. I'm not going to return the favor. You agree with my comment. I'm not going to necessarily agree with your comment. I think if the Bulls win tonight, no, it's not over. I could see Philadelphia coming back. And... I didn't say it's over. It's just it's this game is much bigger for the Sixers in terms of win or loss than it is for the Chicago Bulls for this series. Mm-hmm. Ah, we will see. Who do you think steps up for the? Uh... The Bulls, big dog, and it's amazing when you take out one great player like Derrick Rose, everybody has to move one step up the ladder and it makes them less effective. You love Luol Dang as a as a number two scorer when he's your top scorer? Eh. Carlos Boozer is more of a complimentary scorer. You know, what a great threat. Now all of a sudden, he's got to do more when you expect that from Boozer. That's a concern. C.J. Watson, really, really good point guard coming off the bench. Now as a starter, eh, below average. So, it's amazing how losing that one guy, everybody else gets pushed up to a point where all of a sudden they're not as good, if that I makes any sense. Call, I would not call C.J. Watson a below-average starter in the NBA. I think I, as much as I like him, I think you have to. Well, well you're wrong about that. Well, Big Dog, there's a lot of great – I mean, it's easy to say you like C.J. average. If you compared him with all the other point guards, I think he's in the bottom half. Okay, I'm, I will give you this. Uh Williams, Chris Paul, Rondo, Derrick Rose, Tony Parker. Oh, excuse me, how did I forget Tony Parker? That should have been the first one, actually, after Derrick Rose this season. Uh, are better, definitely, those guys are better. Okay, then after that, you start talking about the, the rest of the league. I mean, uh, I don't know, Coach. The kid, well, Steve Nash, hold on a second. Yeah, Steve Nash is a freaking master right now, but he's, he didn't even get his team into the playoffs. About Jason Terry slash Jason Kitt. Uh, that's a nice little combo. That's a nice combo. Uh, Jason Kidd is a phenomenal defender, and he's a real smart basketball player, but he can't do anything for you offensively. Now, mm-hmm. he doesn't even pass well anymore because he's no threat to shoot or score or move. Who'd you rather have, oh. C.J. Watson or Michael Conley of the Memphis Grizzlies? I would rather have uh, C.J. Watson over Michael Conley. That's coach. Yes. Just, by, just by a hair, believe it or not. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, John Wall or C.J. Watson? Honestly, think about it. Think about John Wall's chucking attitude. I would rather have C.J. Watson than John Wall. C.J. Watson, he's got he's got a little chucking. Don't kid yourself. C.J. Watson, what this team will end up moving the ball. The guy that really needs to step up. The guy that all of us as Bulls fans are crossing our fingers that hopefully steps up is Carlos Boozer because in the second half of this season. He was a healthy Carlos loser, and in the games that Derrick Rose was out, he still was hitting that jumper, and every once in a while would drive to the hole. And if if that happens, him and, and Joe Kim Noah and Lou, they'll figure it out, Coach. They, they And defensively, they are superior to Philadelphia. Yeah. Not by a lot, only by a little bit. Only just by a little bit. And I, I think that's going to be the difference. Yep. And and the, the the major thing is, you said don't take this one game too seriously, and you were talking about like if they can overcome the Derrick Rose thing. You're exactly right. The next game, when after they play tomorrow or tonight, well, after they play tonight, and the game's all done, win or lose, then they're going to come to the realization they don't have D Rose for a long time. Right. You know what I mean? Right now they're all like, we can do it. Yep. This isn't a death sentence. Let's find out what happens after they're like, wow, we we didn't have them. You know what I mean? So it, it, it is a big game for the Bulls. Mm-hmm. It's bigger for the Bulls. By the way, you uh, mentioned the defense. They are a hellacious rebounding team as well, one of the better rebounding mm-hmm. teams we've seen in the NBA for a while. Love they get after the boards. Um, and I hate to say it, Big Dog, but 
I don't, I don't even want to say I'll take a little credit for it, but you remember me back like two years ago with Derrick Rose, and I don't recall too many, if any. Don't, don't, don't say it. Don't. Say, I thought about it. I've already thought about it. You do not want to be the one that says that today. Well, what that I, that I predicted that this kind of injury could happen. When and remember when you said it to me, I said, and when you're right, don't throw it up in my face. Okay. I said that, and I remember right. you saying it that his style yep. and his uh, reckless, abandoned attitude was going to end well, up coming back to him one I, day. I, I don't know if it's attitude; it's just uh, you know the human body. I don't know. I don't mean attitude isn't like bad attitude. Like I don't care. I don't care. Reckless. Like, I am going to score. I'm going to make my team win. Attitude. Well, it's, it it's part of it. It's just the incredible strength and explosiveness. You know, maybe we've seen guys quicker, but I don't see we think we've ever seen an NBA player with the kind of quickness, but also combined it with the strength and explosiveness. And you put all that together, is the knee muscle, is the ACL, that ligament made to handle that kind of explosiveness? I always worried about that. But at any rate, um, David Olson said before you came on, 98% chance he'll be back to full strength next year. That's all, that, I, I gave, I gave, uh, with Derrick Rose's work ethic, I actually gave it a 99% chance at some point next season. I don't know when. I don't know when, but uh, I, I would say like before the playoffs. Mm-hmm. More than nine months from now, I'm certain of it. Hopefully, you know, some, look at Wes Welker. You just never know. You just never know. Even nowadays, there are guys who have ACLs, and it takes them two years to get back to their back to normal. Yeah. And then you have guys like Wes Welker. Who's in minicamp? He he gets hurt in week seventeen. Remember, he gets the Texans in the why was Wes Welker playing? Uh, Belichick's a bad coach. Well, uh, when he got hurt, he was in minicamp in like May, not like full contact or anything like that, but like working out, and he didn't miss a game the next season. So, and I would think a receiver cutting all over a football field is very similar to movements that basketball players make in mm-hmm. terms of the torque and the pressure yeah. you put on your. The ACL and MCL, he tore yeah. two ligaments in his knee. Who Welker did, right? No, uh, Derek Rose. Oh, Rose did. Welker, Welker was just the ACL. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I don't think he had like the total knee reconstruction thing that Derek Rose is going to okay. have to do. And they won't even know until they go in there and, and you know how bad it is. So they'll have a better indication once they fix that sucker up. But, uh, oof, brutal. Big hey, though, did I ever tell you uh, again – uh, myself, similar to Gail Sayers, back in the day, I ripped up my ACL. And, bef- and, of course, they didn't have the term ACL back then. But as a 12-year-old youngster on a skiing trip, going up the ski hill, not down. Remember the old tow ropes they used to have? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've well, never skied, but I know what you're talking about. Right. I think it was a broken tow rope or it was jerking or something like that. My ski twisted around. I think I was going up the bunny hill or some really, really small hill, going up, not down. And the leg twisted around. I still remember my parents saying, don't worry about it, walk it off, walk it off, walk it off. And then uh, woke up in the morning, and the thing, you know, ballooned the size of, uh, you know, Al Roker's head. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and I had to have the knee surgery and the whole thing. And, again, they didn't have the term ACL. And I was able to get back for men's recreational basketball, my intramural career dog. If this is any solace to Derrick Rose, I probably got back to 93% of my jumping ability from previous. Now, uh, how was the pain in your knee afterwards? Say it again? How was the pain in your knee? When I woke up in the morning? No, I meant after you, the, the surgery and everything. Did you continue to have 
knee pain the rest of your life? No, nope. stuff like not at all. Oh, great, great, not at all. phenomenal. Yep, that's awesome. Yep, that's I went. Really you know, I probably went from a 11 inch vertical jump down to nine, so I did lose a little bit. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Let's get off the NBA, big dog. Got a lot of baseball to get to, but you are our certified, if not semi-substantiated, NHL hockey expert. Any happenings going on in round two of the NH of L playoffs, ladies and gentlemen? Hockey expert Joe Redmond. Uh, you know, this end, I always got a little personal touch here. Now, now you know, Cardinal fans, ninety-nine percent of them, I love them. Seriously, it's like I get along with them. That one percent really makes up for the ninety-nine percent because they're Central Illinois meth addicts. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but okay, you know what I mean? Chiefs, you can't make fun of me because I'm a Cubs fan. Yep. Uh, but St. Louis Blues fans bother me, Coach. Flat out, they bother me. I don't know what it is, but like it's the one team in St. Louis that's never won or really done anything really good, and so like they're really angry about it. And uh, you know, with the Cardinals, so they would have to talk smack. We're like more Cardinal fans. Well, with the with the Blues, they get upset about it. The Blues are down 0-2 yep. after two home losses to the Los Angeles Kings, who are the ace seed folks. Wow. And that ace seed dominated the Vancouver Canucks. They didn't just beat the number one seed Canucks coach. They kicked the crap out of them. And now uh, they looked awesome. And last night, the overtime winner, did you happen to see the score by this guy, uh, Kodabar, last night, the overtime winner? For what team? He was... But, uh, for the Los Angeles Kings. Oh, they beat the, the Blues Angeles. in overtime. Okay, I did yeah. not. And he basically was flying up directly at the right side of the goal, straight at the goalie. Okay, and then he just stopped on a dime, brought the puck around. The goalie went down, and he just – the goalie was still trying to, to trying to block the shot. He got it up over his uh, – like in between the stick. It's one of the most amazing goals. As a matter of fact, believe it or not, even here, that's the top play. There was wow. ten plays on top plays. One college basketball or college baseball team, a rain delay theater. Eight basketball plays, and then the number one was a hockey play. Wow. Just because he was like, okay, a hockey play at number one. So there you go. You know, it's for for as the you've already depicted ESPN not exactly favoring hockey, so. It's got to be a phenomenal play. We can look that up in YouTube, I assume, or sometimes they don't oh, show. Yeah, the- yeah, no problem. Just. Los Angeles King game winner <laughs> in game two of the Western Conference semifinals. That's all you need to look. Uh, just YouTube that. You'll I find it. I will check that out. Now, I always love the story of if, in fact, they are the underdog. I have not followed the Los Angeles Kings a whole lot this year. Big Dog, you as our uh, NHL hockey expert on the show have. We have any hockey fans out there, feel free to chime in. 888-463-6748. The phone number, the question is simple, though. The eight seed Kings? destroying the one-seed Vancouver team, and now they're up 2-0 against the Blues. What is the reason for the turnaround? No, I, I have to admit, every time I've watched the, the Kings play when they were playing the Canucks, it was legitimately after midnight, okay, and I was falling asleep. But with the Blues, <laughs> it's a little different. Now, uh, I only have one name for you, Coach, and it'll pretty much do your answer. Jonathan Quick, the goalie. That guy is one, he's the best goalie in the league, and he's proven it right now. Oh, my God, he's just... It's unbelievable, Coach. Hmm. He had a save yesterday where it hit off uh, one of his uh, teammates and it reflected in the air, and the way it was landing, it hit him in the back. It hit the goalie in the back and was going to go in, and he turned his body and fell down so the puck wouldn't go in. That save, he he saved it with his back, Coach. I mean, like it it was going to deflect in, and he was able to turn his body on an angle so the puck wouldn't go in. 
and then he, do you understand me? And then he mm-hmm. fell in a way that it would not allow the puck to go into the net. Wow. Wow. Goalie can uh, change the series, no question about it. No guys that were injured that have come back, no new players. Has anybody, like, stepped up their game? Or it's apparently they were much better than an 8C team to begin with. Did they have a bad start to the season? Was that part of the problem? Yeah, you know, it was. they had a real – they had a great one at the end in order to get into the playoffs. Okay. And they were just average all year long. They were in and out of the ACs, and then they won a bunch of games late. They got the ACs. And now they have one of the best goalies in the league, and he, he got okay. real hot. And uh, Roberto Luongo, statistically best goalie in the league, league, but Jonathan Quick. I mean, we've seen this. He was on another team that went to the finals. Was he not Anaheim when they went to the finals? Or no, that was Jose Theodore. Yeah, so, okay. but it, the guy has played well, or with Buffalo, he's taken teams deep. Right. Keep an eye on him, folks. Arrow pointing way up. The Red Hot LA Kings up 2-0 on the St. Louis Blues. Your comment about the Blues fans hitting home a little bit, Big Dog, because I spent some time the last couple of weeks with one of our uh, fine listeners off air in a more social environment with St. Louis Larry, who was a huge St. Louis Blues fan. And he had talked about very recently about how the Blues have had some really good teams over the years, but they have never won the Stanley Cup, and it kind of made me, now that the Hawks are out of it, want to root for the St. Louis Blues, but you're telling me the fans, maybe not the easiest group to root for. I'm not, I'm not, well, see, I went to college in Jacksonville, Illinois. I'm sorry. So, I know you are, uh, <laughs> but I was pretty lucky to go to McMurray, and uh, cool thing about it is I really learned that nobody even knows that the White Sox exist down there, and it's all Cubs and Cardinals. And the Blackhawk, the Blackhawk Blues rivalry is venomous. Like the, the Cardinals Cubs rivalry is like, heck yeah, it's summer in the Midwest. Let's grill some pig we just killed two minutes ago. I'm not kidding. It's, and everybody gets along. The Cardinal fans make fun of us. And then we make fun of them that they don't have teeth and they're meth addicts. And then we have a couple beers and, you know, and we have a good time. And then all of a sudden, you know, November rolls around. Okay, and back then St. Louis didn't have a football team when I was in college. Okay, and th- we're talking diehard Bears fans who would be Blues fans and hate the Blackhawks. Do you know what I mean? Stuff like that going on is strange, strange stuff. Because their favorite teams are the Cardinals, the Blues, and the Chicago Bears and Chicago Bulls. I'm like that doesn't make any sense. But I'm not going to even you know figure that out. And it would be venomous, coach. Like, like legitimately. The people that were Blues fans, we would, like, talk about, oh, we're getting fights with these guys. I'm not kidding you. And then the same people, it would be baseball season. It would be like, oh, they remember hockey. Sorry about that, man. I didn't mean it. And we'll go into baseball games together. So I can't explain the difference between the baseball and the hockey rivalry between St. Louis and Chicago. Interesting. Extremely strange. Uh, I'm a longtime St. Louis Blue guy. I go way, way back to the days of uh, Gary Unger. The Plager Brothers, I don't know if you remember the Plager Brothers, Bob and Barkley Plager, and uh, their games used to be, you could hear them in Chicago on KMOX Radio with Dan Kelly. Dan Kelly, who I think was the original. Lloyd Pettit would give us the, it's a shot, and a go! And Dan Kelly was the original. He shoots! He scores! And both of them had that pause. He shoots! You know, you're listening on radio. Or, uh-huh. And, and uh, you know, Lloyd Pettit with the, a shot! But, uh, yeah, I go way back with the St. Louis Blues. I was shocked to hear from St. Louis Larry that they've never won the Stanley Cup. And I'm still trying to, uh, you know, I was chuckling as you're talking because I was trying to imagine the version of the meth addict without, with, with missing teeth. 
Yeah, oh, it's, it's pretty. It's, it's pretty not easy a, coach. It's not a great look. Yeah, it's 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 truly amazing how uh, that will what that'll do to somebody. And like, <laughs> I'm not kidding. You. Like, I like I would talk to some of my friends from Quincy and stuff, and I'd be like, hey, he'd be like, hey, remember that person? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I remember. Him. Oh, he started doing crack about three months ago. He's lost his job and is a homeless bum. I'm like, really? Like three months? Three months? You know, I like. Why would you start that? Hey, I've never done this before. Is it good? Oh, it's great. You're gonna stay up for the next eight days. You won't eat. Uh, you'll smoke five thousand cigarettes, and eventually you'll have a heart attack. You'll have no teeth, and no one will ever want to be around you because you're gonna steal all the money from your friends and family. Wow. Okay. Let me up with that some of that stuff. The problem is nobody tells them that before they start on it. They just that's, tell them the good part. They need to hear that little diatrop from the big dog. That should come with every uh, with every meth packet. Ugh, Speaking of meth, God. David Olson, I have to ask you our favorite TV show, Breaking Bad, which includes a uh, more than a few vignettes of the meth addicts. Is that show coming back anytime soon? Because I need, pardon you pun here but i need my fix uh it's coming back in june or july oh that's not bad uh, yeah. i i have to watch i have never watched an episode catch up all the, all the people that i really trust television wise they're like dude you of all people you gotta watch that show yeah. it's great Intense. Uh, and, and start start from the beginning the first season is kind of uneven but like the, in the second season it really picks up i do i do know the premise i do so uh yeah. and the best thing is i have on demand and I'm sure right before they're about to launch that season, they'll have like every season on for like a month. So. Or you, or you can go and rent it from your local library for free. Yep. Libraries Thank are becoming outstanding. David, I'm gonna. That is exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm not kidding you. That's what I'm gonna do. You go to some is of these modern libraries, Big Dad. They have become tremendous sources of uh, DVDs, movies. In fact, you go to the libraries now; they pretty much have everything. The one thing you can't find anymore is like books. I'm, I'm seriously, I can walk to the Chinatown Library, Coach. I can't read anything in there, but Lily can. So <laughs> they got I'm magazines, they got I'm newspapers, kidding. they got computers. Our, our, we got a brand new library in our town. We call it the Tajma Library. It's unbelievable. They got study rooms there. There's hardly any books. But, it's uh, everything. Please tell, it's please tell me it's being used. Huh? Please tell me it's being used. In Glenview, you know, or wherever, unfortunately. I don't I don't go there often enough to be a, a great judge if it's being used or not. Well, you you be surprised, coach, how often I am in libraries, but how very rarely I've never checked anything out in the Chicago Public Library since 2001 or 2 was the last time I yep. checked anything out of the library. But yet I go I go to Harold Washington Library at least once a month. And you know what's funny is like I go in there and I'm like, look at how many bums are hanging out here. I'm like, that guy's not he's just sleeping. And then I realize so many times that that's basically all I do is I go there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. I, I write something, or I you know a bunch of emails. I charge my phone and I leave. Yeah. You know, it's so like I don't even. I'm one of those bums. Those guys are listening to me. Like who's this wife like, coming in here taking all the electricity out of here? Yeah, so. they've, they've become like social centers, but uh, you know nobody checks to take a dump downtown, Coach. Ooh. If you really gotta go. <laughs> You, you know, you can't go into a restaurant holding your butt. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I'll buy the falafel. Okay. You know what I'm saying? There's only so many places. The so Air Washington Library Coach is a thumbs up all the way around for the toiletry. And they're very phenomenal. good. You might might want to use a different expression than thumbs up when you're talking about going to the bathroom, but I will highly recommend it. And if you need a book to read while <laughs> yeah. you're in the bathroom, I'm assuming oh, you no, can. They'll flag you. They'll flag you. You cannot take a book oh, to the bathroom. Oh, come on. 
They'll no. flag you. That book will be flagged. You have to purchase it. I'm That's sure. almost uh, no reading material in the in the in a library bathroom. Uh, not newspapers, That's, periodical, the micro right. fish, the micro film, nothing. That's so, not nothing. Right. That's not right. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Big dog and a coach here on the talkzone.com. Two guys at a mic show. By the way, dog day number one of the five month of May. The uh, 2012 year is one third of the way through. All your dreams and aspirations for the month of April have gone, and it's time to uh, make a new list, my friend. The month of May has begun. I hope it'll be a great one for you. Oh, it's going to be a phenomenal month. It's going to be a good month, Coach. I I need to have a real, real, real good one, to be quite honest with you. I barely got through April. Really? I need some tours. Waterriders.com. Okay. I give tours of the Chicago River. Folks, it's absolutely phenomenal. It's good stuff. Uh, everybody has survived the trip last year, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming you will be able to do it to waterriders.com with one R, or right. just contact me at uh, Joel Redwanski at Yahoo, and I'll get it done for you. And nice uh, for the folks uh, right here in the city of Chicago right now, very nice warm weather. Hopefully yeah. the rain will hold up, but you you could uh, hop on the Chicago River today. It would be a beautiful, beautiful ride if you're listening from out of state. Uh, believe me. Believe me, there's no better city in the country, if not the world, to visit in the summertime than the city of Chicago. Make a two or three day trip here, and while you do it, you want to check out. Do they need? They should, probably should call in advance if they're coming in town, right, Doug? Well, no. If you're coming in advance, if you're in town, if you're in town, just give us a call. You don't have to call in. We would love to have you call in advance and and uh, and register some stuff, but. Uh, you can just give us a call today if you wanted to come on that one. Well, but I'm talking about people listening out of state that might, you know, be venturing in and, you know, spend a weekend in the yeah, summertime we're gonna be, here. We're going to be open all the way until November. Yeah. So if you come into town, please contact us before. Or if you're one of them, just when you're here last second, please do it. Mm-hmm. Good time. If you're just joining us, we possibly have changed our name. Welcome to the Limited Funds Sports Report here in the talkzone.com the big dog and a coach big dog uh our beloved chicago cub yesterday suffering a tough defeat six to four i was listening on the radio is they're behind four to one and quite frankly i thought i thought it just sounded like all right this could be one of those games we got no chance when i got home i did not watch it on tv i find out later on brian lahare brian lahare jacks a three-run homer in the top of eight we tie it up four to four and then we lose it in the bottom of the eighth what happened uh, well, I, uh, well, Dolis came in and gave it, gave up, uh, two guys got on and it was first and second. Okay. Check this out. First and second. And there's two outs and there's a line drive hit to Alfonso Soriano. Okay. Uh, it didn't make a difference. If it was five, four, I guess the Cubs probably would have lost anyways. Who knows? But actually maybe not because in the ninth inning, Tony Campana, was up and it would have been a totally different situation if they're down one instead of two. Yep. Uh, but Soriano's angle to the ball was so bad and the ball got to the wall and Jimmy Rollins was able from first base to moonwalk all the way around into, in the home. And I'm just like, just shaking my head. This past couple weeks, they've been playing Mather. They've been playing the younger kids and they're doing everything fundamentally sound. They put some goofball out there who's got one extra base hit all season <laughs> long. Okay. Yeah, and he can't. Uh, that was one of the worst. I'm like, I'm saying, no, what the heck is going on? But by the way, just a, a couple things, a positive note. Okay, uh, Tony Campana works a walk, steals second base, driven in by our guy Starlin Castro. I love that uh, Starlin Castro hitting behind Tony Campana will yep. be the it, Campana one, Castro two. 
is the best thing they can do for that lineup. Yep. Charlotte Castro ain't going to walk, but he's going to hit 325 every season, and he's you know going to have 200 hits, and he can take a pitch or two. He can hit with two strikes. So Tony Campana gets on first base, steals second. Do you know how many singles Starlin Castro's going to get with Tony Campana on second base? That could be a lethal combination, people, lethal. And let's also say something. I know he, Brian LaHare was not the top of the, of the picks. You know, he was like 29 draft picks. So because of this, people just assume he couldn't freaking play, yeah. which is a joke. Somebody, some scout messed up. He got picked 29th in the 29th round, and it took the Cubs 10 years to realize, wow, you know, the guy hits 290 with 25 home runs every year in the minor leagues. And also last year, what he led the minor leagues with in total bases, RBIs, and home runs. RBIs is a pretty good statistic to lead a, an entire minor leagues with, and we're talking all levels. So, you know, between double and, you know, just as long as you're in the minor leagues last year. Well, yeah, he had the game tie in home run, coach, and it was a good at bat battling. I mean, it's, they do have good young players. So when people are out there ripping the Cubs, they suck, they suck, they suck. Well, they don't want to actually, they just look at the Cubs and it's, oh, they suck, they got a bad record. They don't realize that the Cubs have a couple gems on their roster right now. Yeah, both you and uh, and myself, we picked out Brian LaHare start of the season. Say, so, you know what, this kid's got a pretty good approach at the plate. He's uh, strikes out still a little bit too much. Hopefully that will come around, but, but the guys but, but, have made... It, it, it's not because of lack of patience. It's him being aggressive. It, there's a, like a slight difference. Mm-hmm. Like He doesn't swing at horrible pitches. He does strike out too much, but he's a power pitch. He's a power hitter with a power swing. He's not gonna. He's nowhere near a yeah. contact guy. But I don't use. You, know, you don't see him swinging at horrible pitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's a major league uh, player, major league hitter, twenty nine years old, but he still qualifies as a rookie, correct? Yeah, because in order to to not qualify, you've had to appear in fifty games or have had one hundred and fifty at bats before before this whole entire season that you're in. Uh-huh. You understand what I said? So I think and he's... So he would still qualify as rookie okay. of the year. All right. So right now he is a, clearly a rookie of the year candidate. It's way early, but the guy's hitting like 380. He's got five home run, big one yesterday, hitting in the clutch. He's a tough out, good find for the Cubs. Like you said, I know you put something up on our Facebook page. Tony Campana has, uh, you know, been just a great distraction of nothing else he distracts the other team he makes things happen he's exciting to watch so cub baseball all of a sudden with castro added to the mix and good starting pitching we're losing big dog eight and 15 in the month of april but there's at least a little bit of an interest factor at least for myself there is because we all knew that they were not if anybody thought the cubs were going to win the world series at the beginning of this year you are you were either on your deathbed and you were just wishing it, or you have no clue what this organization had done to that team the last two or three years. Or you were one of those St. Louis Blues fans without teeth and a bad meth habit. Well, you tend to forget everything, and you probably still think it was 2008 when they had an awesome lineup. That was their year. Now, well, you know, sometimes you got should we beat ourselves up as Cup fans all year long? Oh, you know, they're, they're playing 400 baseball. No, there's no reason to, to, to beat us up whatsoever in uh, uh, over the Cubs being bad. So what we need to do is just find out the bright spots of this particular team, and hopefully they do the right things that next year we can say, you know what, mm-hmm. we got all these pieces in place. We can we can win the division if we win the division. Mm-hmm. Who knows? You know what I mean? We can get back to that, but we're not anywhere near that right now. No question about it. White Sox are at home starting. They had a rare day off yesterday. The Cleveland Indians is in town. Big dog, Chief Wahoo. Chief Wahoo, we're hoping to get the uh, the chief to come in studio tomorrow or 
Thursday, possibly Chief Wahoo, but it is uh, Ubaldo Jimenez going up against Chris Sale tonight. Pretty good pitching matchup. Tell us a little bit about Ubaldo Jimenez outside of his great first name. Okay, do I want to do the Ron Santo version? or You know what? He has been bad since he's been with Cleveland, uh, but this year he's shown a little, little bit more. Uh, I, I, I don't know. The White Sox should be able to hit the guy. He's a powerball, power sinker pitcher, but uh, he used to throw like 100 miles an hour, Coach, and he's only throwing like 92 miles an hour now. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys that really, really needs to throw hard in order to be effective. I wish so, you would have... Uh, I would have loved to have heard of him before I named my second son. Because I think that is such a cool name. Ubaldo I, Cohn. What do you think? Um, I think you you could have called him that. But I don't think your wife would have allowed it. Ubaldo. I love that. People have actually called me that a little bit. Ubaldo. Hey, Ubaldo. Yeah, no, people say that to me all the time. Yeah. But they don't. If they they don't end it in O, they end it in an MF. You called MF. <laughs> By the way, I forgot to mention that our appearance of the playbook. Uh, you were like freshly shaved. I had to give you. I couldn't resist giving you the head rub a couple of times. That was uh, whatever razor you used. That was well done, my friend, because that was a, a fine showing of skin at the playbook. Pardon the impression. I uh, I use the same uh, the same razor as Roger Federer, coach. Is Roger Federer? Federer. I wasn't aware he was bald. The tennis player. <laughs> he, he used it on his face. Okay. But I used it on my head. Ah, I got you. Yep. I got you. Soft as a baby's butt with a little bit of stubble. Yes, it is. I yep. mean, it, it's funny. Lily didn't like bald guys. Now she likes bald guys. I yeah, like it. There you good go. Very good. By the way, how is Lily the Lilac on this beautiful May 1st? Uh, she's doing she's doing phenomenal. She's uh, she's now getting out of school at three thirty in the afternoon for Very work. Nice. This is good. This is good. I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. She doesn't realize how how busy her summer is going to be because of this. Coach. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, get outside, get downtown this summer, enjoy the beautiful weather. By the way, uh, if you want to walk by the Marilyn Monroe statue, which has been a centerpiece down on Michigan Avenue the past year or so, you best do it quickly, Big Dog, because I heard that statue. The beautiful, lovely Marilyn Monroe will be removed in the not-too-distant future. I think I've walked past that thing a thousand times in the last year. Really? Maybe 5,000. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I can, you think, I, I've seen it. I think it, I've already looked up the skirt. There's nothing to see. It, that was Talk about a disappointment. I, I would think uh, the thousand times I went, the first, like, 250 I checked. And every thing, <laughs> I haven't changed it. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Do you think uh, they're going to get rid of it for the NATO summit? They don't want the Marilyn Monroe statue uh, when some of the great leaders from other countries come in town. That might not be a great combination. No, I don't think that has any, oh, yeah, because great leaders will be offended by a hot chick. They, they spend probably $10,000 a night of their hard-earned right. taxpayers' Take money for easy. prostitutes while they're here in the city of Chicago. Take it easy. Instead of, You're oh, the one who brought it up. I mean, let, let's face it. I mean, oh, oh what a surprise. The secret the only thing surprising about the Secret Service is they were stupid enough to say anything to a Colombian hooker. <laughs> well, the I mean, prob- are, you, are you surprised that the Secret Service? Yes, I'm surprised that was, uh, some of the members of the White House staff weren't getting some nookie. <laughs> that whole problem occurred because of a uh, pay differential, right? A little argument over pay? Uh, yes, one of them found out that they work for the White House, so they charged, decided to charge them like 50 grand, and they were like, hey, we only had 30 grand worth of hookers. And they were like, pay it, what are you going to do? 
you'll, everybody will find out about it. So that's basically what happened. Hmm. And uh, that's and it's just that particular uh, whorehouse is run by like the biggest drug dealer in that town. So nice. then they were like, oh, they're they're from the White House. They've been pounding us for years. Who cares? It's like the biggest black eye in that. <laughs> it's, it's ugly, Coach. It's uh, so much uglier than you think in that in that local area because of it. One controversy they, after another. I'm sure we'll uh-huh. have more. More to come. We'll be talking about that. 18 days, by the way, to the NATO summit. The countdown hath begun. Six days. Actually, five days, Big Dog, to the Kentucky Derby in only six hours to the start of the Bulls against the 76ers. There's your... Well, I, I could care about the Bulls 76ers. care less about the Kentucky Derby. What? You of all people, you missed May Day today, the day that downtown Chicago is going to be full of nothing but protesters of uh, civil disobedience. They're going to stand in the middle of the street. They're going to do all that crazy stuff today. It's all going, and I'm going to be down there. Right. I'll be down there by two o'clock and checking it take, all out. It ought to be pretty cool. Take notes. Give us a report tomorrow on the uh, May Day uh, occupation down in the city of Chicago. It's okay? not occupation. It's not occupied. It's not occupied. All right, whatever. Big dog, have a great day. Phenomenal job today. We'll do it again uh, tomorrow at ten o'clock. God willing. Okay. Peace. <laughs> Big dog and a coach on the. Limited fun sports talk show every 10 o'clock in the morning here on thetalkzone.com. Have a great day, everybody. David Olson, our producer, thank you for your great work. We'll see you tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Don't be late. The first two minutes is the best. We go downhill from there.